Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome into the Denver Stiffs Show. I am your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. It is Thursday night, recording this with my good friends and co-hosts. We have our senior writer on Denver Stiffs. It is Gordon Gross. Gordon, how are you? Good, man. Good. And with the NBA maybe coming back, it might be even better. I'm excited, man. It's going to be fun. It's lots of changes, lots of ramifications to talk about all in due time. Also have Deputy Site Manager Zach Mikosh on the other line. Zach, what's up? Oh, not much, man. I just want to point out it is part of my contract that I actually get introduced before Gordon on the pods. We'll overlook it this one time. <laughs> we did it by age this time, my friend. By age. <laughs> oh, it, is, it is funny. I, I did do it that way for some reason. I was like, okay, let me switch this up again. But that is never going to happen ever again because it just yeah, didn't no. feel right to talk to Gordon first. Uh, I was shocked. No offense, Gordon. It's, it is uh, <laughs> it's just a weird thing that we do here. Uh, but you guys are doing all right. How's the how's the quarantine life treating you, Zach? Uh, quarantine life is, you know, I mean, good. It's um, It's been good. It's been fine. We're uh, all moved. Got lots of home projects that are keeping me busy, so... Quarantine life can't complain. Probably actually more busy than I'd like to be. This is the most my family has ever cared about weeding, has ever cared about our <laughs> lawn. And, lawn and is that perfect. is what we have right? that's what we have spent so much time on over the last few days. And it's actually been very cathartic. It's very therapeutic to at least if, if you're not going out and, and doing a lot of exercising or, or going to go to different destinations, it's weeding is a decent way to clear your head and just know that you're getting 30 minutes of activity and just playing some music in your backyard or the front yard. It's, it's all good. I've, I've, I've enjoyed that aspect of, of lawn care. That's, Something I never thought I would enjoy at all. Gordon, what what are you doing to stay busy during quarantine? Well, it ain't gardening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm glad this is working for you, buddy, but uh, I have hay fever, so that's not a thing. I'm, I, I I dislike grass. It hates I, me, too, so. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> no, just stay busy, man. I, you know, got out in the world today, like, you know, went out to uh, State Park and hung out around no one, and it was good. Like, got to do what you can to keep your sanity. Yeah, state parks are fun. That's one of the reasons why Colorado is the best state. We we love it here, and lots of stuff to do that we don't don't always take advantage of. But as us bloggers, especially because we are we are all homebodies. But but I definitely appreciate it. Agree that. Yeah. Hey hey, hey now, hey now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But you know who was out, and you know who was doing stuff over these past few days. Bull bull. Look at that segue. Very weird to see Bull Bull, just a, a random Ball is Life video coming out of nowhere today. 
uh, Thursday. We we just saw this today. Uh, Bull Bull is in the gym and he is playing. He is having a lot of fun and he looks pretty good. What do you what do you guys think of Bull Bull getting in some shots today? His handle looked pretty good. I mean, in the for being guarded by you know um, fitness no trainers. One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, that was I think the main thing. There's some things that I, I noticed like when I watched this video. Um, like his his shot is so smooth, but man, is that motion slow? Like I it's wonder. It's so slow. <laughs> I, I like it probably doesn't matter because he's like seven two or whatever. You can't so, block it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He just shoots over you anyways. But man, but otherwise, you know, I mean, like he looks. I guess you know, it's like watching Michael Porter Jr. videos last year. Like I don't know. Sure, he looks in, in a in an open gym, non contact, where we're getting a cut up video of just the highlights. It looks great, but like you know. Um, I'm not sure about the shorts either. Polka well, dots. yeah, but those are like three foot shorts. It's just that he's seven feet. Like well, it was 11, the po- it's the polka dots mainly that I'm 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 not quite I'm not a big polka dot guy. It's not my style. So okay, I boomer. got you. But yeah, like it's yeah. It's what we say to the dude who's definitely a millennial. But yeah, it's for me. Like I love I love watching bull bull videos because I don't know what to make of them. I don't know how he fits. I I really don't. I don't know. Uh, is he playing backup five? Is he a stretch four? Can he even, like? Is he able to do more than twelve minutes a game? Like, can he just be run over by anybody? You know, with any decent muscle tone. I don't know the answer to these questions, and I want to know. So I want to see him play for real. Like he plays, he looked good in the G League, but that's because they don't play defense in the G League. Like, right. you know. Yeah. It, that's not a thing, so I don't know what to know when I'm looking at him. I saw a couple of games in college, and he looked interesting. But he's also playing against dudes who are like a foot shorter than him. Yeah, he's playing in the Pac-12, so... Yeah! Like, and to come be on. fair, to be fair, in as as a seven foot two player, he's always going to have dudes that are shorter than him. He's that's never going to be a problem for him. He's that never is true. Have people he, that are, he has that are as NBA size down. He he has no problems with NBA size. You know, maybe width. He might have some width problems, like the height yeah, thing he's got. Right. That was that was the thing that really stood out to me. Was he still? He didn't want to be in the gym at all, He yep. still appears like like any movement is very like like almost like his bones are fragile. And and I know that that's as somebody who is just watching a video. That's that's a really hard assumption to make on my part, but. I still worry about his movement, and it's one of the reasons why on Twitter before recording this, I made the comparison to Boban. Not necessarily because of the size, like he, but he is 7'2", and Boban's 7'4". The reason why Boban can't play more than 10 to 12 minutes a game is because of his size. And with Bull, I think that, that could be a very similar situation, where if he gets into the wrong matchup, he might be a liability. That that just might always be something for him if, if there's a strong center or even power forward on the other team that just continues to body him. I wonder well, if he's he, it's just strange, a situational. Man. Like, yeah, he, he's, yeah. A, he's a stick figure. Well, right. it's, it, it's just it's, his hips are so high. Like, he has so much leg that it's, it's just awkward. Like, the way that he's set up, he's built like some sort of praying mantis. And so he does not move like I expect a basketball player to move. That doesn't mean that it's it's necessarily uh, doomed to be injury prone, but it does mean that he should probably get with a movement specialist and make sure that the movements that he's doing are like correct over his weight bearing, like that his gait is right. 
because I don't know that it is. But I'm still fascinated to see, even in 10 to 15 minutes a game, you know, ball ball as a shot blocker, as a uh, an outside shooter, you know, as a help side defender. Like, I, I love all of it. You know, his handle's fine, too. He can bring the ball up just fine. You don't have to worry about that. Right. I'm curious. I'm very, very curious. The, the, these highlight videos mean nothing. It, I, they don't mean that I, I am more excited or less excited. I've been excited to see ball ball in an NBA stage since college because it's just fascinating to me. I don't know if he's going to pancake or if he's going to soar like a bird. I have no idea, but I want to know. Like, I, I want to see him. So I, I appreciate the fact that the Ball is Life video came out. I got a ball ball fix. That, that makes me happy. And now I just have to wait till next year to uh, actually see it happen. Right. There'll be no playoff games for Ball Ball. Uh, that is correct. Yeah, I, I think we, like, that could be safely assumed for sure. Right. Um, I was just thinking, like, like, would Michael Malone even be willing to play a center like Bull Bull? Like, would would he would he be willing to? He barely willing to play that, a, power, hey, uh, a, a small forward like Michael Porter Jr. So, like, yeah, yeah I it's, mean, it's, yeah, it's one of those things that's going to come along slowly, right? Like, uh, like yep. it has with MPJ, like it did with Jokic, like. Yep. If you It'll give Michael Malone right, if you're going to give him something that is not typical, that is not like what he's used to, um, or is just no, I mean, not anybody's used to. They're, these guys are just not um, your typical type of basketball player. Like it, it takes it takes Malone um, a bit to come along with that. And the and the main thing I guess that we'll have to see, you know, Bo Bo might be a, a better defender than than Jokic was at first, or or Michael Porter Jr. is at first, and that that could be part of it too. So maybe he finds some some minutes because he, he he'll be not just a complete liability on defense like those guys were at the beginnings of their career um but i just don't it's it's you're gonna have to figure out how to use him and then you have to figure out how to use him in the context of a Nikola Jokic offense it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see but yeah i think that's that's something that's coming along slowly i think we're, we're at least two years out before we're seeing like regular rotation rotation minutes for him if we ever right. see him well and the, and the thing that we keep underrating about the unicorn problem is how you use a unicorn when the, you know, like Malone is basically, uh, I, I guess, you know, like a, he's a horse trainer. He's like, I train thoroughbreds. I'm used to thoroughbreds. And you're like, here's a unicorn. He's like, I don't know unicorns. Like, what are you asking me to what do? What is this horn? Yeah. Why is this here? What are you, <laughs> what, how is this working? And so you're now asking him, like, Jokic is a unicorn. Michael Porter Jr. is a very, very unique small forward. Right. We've already talked about the fact that his rebounding is like center level as a as a 3. It's a very strange profile. I haven't seen anybody else with one like it. Um and then you've got, you know, now you've got Bol Bol who you're like, well, could he be great? Could he be like Marcus Camby with a three-point shot? Maybe. Could he maybe not play? Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, how are you going to fit all those pieces together? So I think building a team with multiple unicorns on it is probably extraordinarily difficult. Yeah, there's there's only so creative you can go without completely upsetting the system without it looking just, just a little bit weird. So we'll just have to see how it goes. I'm, I'm looking forward to what he does. Uh, but let's pivot to the main news that came out today and, and over the last couple of days, I will say uh, 
Woj and Shams have both been going back and forth on this news that it sounds like players and teams are going to start coming back together to play a mandatory training camp on June 1st. And or, or at least just getting them back into the States, getting them back into the, the, the NBA system so everybody can understand what's going on and potentially ramp right. up for a season. Uh, Zach, I'll start with you on this one. Is the NBA coming back? Is that where we're at with this? Like, are, are, we, are we confident enough in saying that there's going to be basketball played to finish the 2019-2020 season? Uh, I think at this point, yeah, I'm fairly confident because the, the thing is, is, is there's been multiple states now that have come out and said, hey, you know, as long as you can follow the guidelines and we're going to want to see, you know, your plan on doing that. But if you can do that, then you can play sports here uh, so that the, the there's no longer an onus or, or even a, a, an ability for the teams or the league to be like, well, we're following state guidelines like the states are saying now, like, yeah, we've got these guidelines, but you can play, which means now it comes down to whether or not the 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 league feels comfortable moving forward the players association moves feels comfortable moving forward and the thing is they're all losing a lot of money if they don't yep, come back the so they're gonna be a lot more willing than like the average person is to come back to work like i and for that purpose i'm like if, if there's not the government roadblock in the way then they're gonna they're gonna do it because like they're not gonna lose that that much money Right, and they all have contracts to hit with, like, their actual, like, regional and, and national broadcasts. They've got, you know, any number of, of situations that they don't want to give back season ticket money if they don't have to. They don't want like, to lose the cap? You know, the cap's going to yeah, yeah, you know revenue loss? Right, yeah, you, you, there's all sorts of money ramifications to coming back. You know, or to canceling the season, rather. that, that it, you, You're going to want to come back, you're going to want to play as many games as you can. Um, I still think that it's very odd that they're not just canceling the rest of the regular season. Right. That it sounds like they, they're trying to get to 70 games. That's the thing that surprised me, was to try to bring back, like, all of the Cleveland Cavaliers or all of the Atlanta Hawks, you know, to play another handful of games and then leave. Like, right. it, that was weird. I don't, I don't quite understand that, other than, like I said, for regional broadcasting purposes or... Fulfilling quotas in, in, in media deals. You know, I'm sure there's something in there where they have to get to 70, and that's why they want to play a 70-game season. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how they handle that. Uh, there are also a couple of tweets that have been just kind of floating the possibility that, hey, NBA basketball could be back on June 21st, or maybe it's July 15th. I think uh, Spencer Dinwiddie was the one who com- commented on that, saying, hey, right. uh, June 21st is really going to be the, the preseason games or something akin to that. And then July 15th is when things are really going to start getting rolling. Now, that's not official. That's just Spencer Dinwiddie talking. But if there's if there's a lot of people who could be plugged in on this, and he seems to be one of them who's at least more, more Twitter-focused than anybody, uh, I would expect that that June 21st ramp up would not count for regular season record and that they would only bring back the 16 teams that are currently penciled into the playoffs and those teams will just play each other preferably intra-conference games before well, that's what I thought. getting into July 15th right but I don't that doesn't sound like what they're trying to do they were talking about all 30 teams <clears throat> and yeah. if that's the case 
Like, then what they're basically doing is using the rest of the regular season as an extended preseason, essentially, to get your guys ready, to get everybody in shape, to figure this out, you know, and then they're going to roll into the playoffs because it's only going to be a 70-game season. So you've only got, like, what, eight, ten games left for most teams. Yeah, so I wonder how they do that, too. Do you think they maybe, like, so for, like, a team like the Nuggets... Are they going to axe, like, all of their games against other playoff competition and just keep their games against, like, the crummy teams and be like, okay, well, that, that this is how we'll finish out the season, that's your preseason. I don't think they're annoying. rescheduling, man. I think they're going to start it up on game, whatever the game is where people stopped. And then just hack because off the Because the schedule's already made. And they're just going to play through game 70 and call it a day. Interesting. interesting. So that that would be, like, at this point, oh, well, the, the schedule actually just, just the page that I was looking at. Okay, keep talking. I, I want to I pull this up real quick yeah, so we, just, so we know what those things That's my expectation. And my understanding is, again, if it's, a, if it's a regional contract problem, if you owe your media people a certain number of games in order for them to pay you all of your cash, and you right. don't have gate because you don't have enough fans, you know, I don't... They may have a few hundred fans in the arena, but I, if, I don't know what their plans are for that. They're, they're certainly not going to have 18,000 people come watch. No, so if you not. do have fans, it's only going to be a handful of fans. You may have no one. Yeah. Um, and so you lose all of your gates. You know, uh, what are you going to do? Like, what is the plan to make sure you make money? And that plan is get to whatever the magic number is to make sure that you make all your media money. Um, and you don't have to forego all that cash. And that's why you'd bring back all 30 teams in order to do that. Um but it, it's still an odd way to go about it, in my opinion. Well, and it's like the, you know the teams that are the teams that have like no chance. Like I get yep. the I get the nine and ten seeds, right? If they're still they're still fighting to maybe get into that playoffs. But even then, like if you're like uh, 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 the Sacramento King, well, maybe not the Kings because they probably take any sort of playoff. Like I said, the Hawks or something. Yeah. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is even a team who's got a shot at getting in, like that's sort of sitting on the Pelicans. Take the Pel- Pelicans. Even the Pelicans, a younger team, I guess. So maybe I'm already answering my but take the Blazers, for example. Perfect team. They're in the ninth. They've been to the playoffs, like, a bunch of years. Damian Lillard is the, like, you know, he's he's been around. These guys have been around. This is a veteran team. Do they really want to come back and take the risk so that they can get into a, a pseudo-playoffs where they're probably just going to get, you know, beaten by the Lakers in the first round, no problem? Like, is it worth it to them to, the, to come back? And I think... I mean, maybe if they're losing game checks, but other it's than that, thing, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I, but I, that, so that works for the Damian Lillard, but what about the guy making, you know, making a minimum salary who's just like, yeah, like, you know, at, at this point, like, is it really worth it? Well, actually, I, th- well, I think it would be the other way around, like, is that if, if yeah. you are making a minimum salary in that position, then you need the, that, you need the game that, checks, man. that percentage is actually, it's still, it's still... It makes it makes more sense for you personally to get that money because you're dealing with less millions and you have less banked than somebody like Damian Lillard. So, I, I do understand where you're coming from, Zach. I, I just think that a lot of these guys who are on these lower end deals are probably sweating it a little bit if they've already they've they've spent some of their cash. They they need some. They of that bought extra their Lambos, to, man. They got to pay those yeah, off. Exactly. So, uh, here, really quick, the the Nuggets were forty three and twenty two going into this pandemic. That's 65 games, right. so they have five more than yeah, they so would Yeah, so they play. have five regular season games left, yeah. Those teams would be San Antonio, the Lakers, the Clippers, OKC Thunder, and Toronto Raptors. Yeah. 
Yep. Forgot they were, about schedule, that, man. they were about to go on that brutal road trip. Kind of, a, yep. kind of a fascinating stretch right there where, where they a might lot drop of those teams are... Oh yeah, yeah. That's 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 true. I mean, they they have they have enough room that I think that would be okay. But if you're counting those games for the season, then the Nuggets are actually in a pretty tough place. But if you're not counting yep. those, I actually think that that works in their favor because then they can vet themselves against some other quality playoff opponents. Sure, and that really depends on how they decide to reschedule. Like you said, they could just freeze it where it was. And then these games don't count. They're just extra practice as we get to 70. But I don't expect them to do that, man. Like, I, if they're going to run through game 70, they're going to score through game 70. Yeah, right. personally. I, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. But we, we still don't know a lot of these questions. We still we still don't know where the no, NBA's right. head is at. Well, the NBA of, is only sending out direction on June 1st, right? That's when they're supposed to answer all this. Mm-hmm. That June 1st is there. We will give you more direction about how we're going to restart the season, and everyone is already recalled, but we'll tell you the specifics. So Woj you know. will tweet it on the Twitter. Woj will, yeah, Woj will tweet it on... <laughs> Sunday on night. May, yeah, on May 31st. <laughs> Uh, well, there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about with this. Uh, there's a lot of nugget specific stuff to talk about this. But let's take a break. When we come back, we got some great Twitter questions from you guys, and we have some other questions that we want to ask about a potential restart and how that affects this Denver Nuggets team. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. This is the Denver Stiff Show. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, joined, of course, by Zach Mikosh and Gordon Gross on the other line. So as I floated at the beginning or at the end of last segment, had some great questions from Twitter, came up with some ourselves. Uh, How well positioned are these Nuggets for a 2019-2020 playoff run? And I think that's it's a really fascinating question because the Nuggets, like every other team, are dealing with certain circumstances that are very unique. That are that, but they may not be unique for every team. A lot of these teams are dealing with some of these issues. So, my question to you guys, uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Gordon on this one. Are players going to be coming back in game shape or close to it? And are the Nuggets one of the teams that's at risk of them not coming back in shape? Well, I, I don't think people are going to come back in game shape because they haven't been able to get into workouts, man. Like, you can't play with other people. You can only play with trainers. You know? So you're not going to be in game yeah. shape. You know, you've been in a gym working a half court with your trainer, uh, like, halfway across the floor if you've got one. Like, a lot of these places, it depends on where you live, too. Like, California has been way more restrictive than, say, Florida. Right. So who's got the advantage? Who lives where? Like, you know, has anybody checked in with Serbia? Is is Jokic able to get to a gym? You know, I was just thinking about that uh, on a small side. Is, is, is Jokic actually in Serbia? Because there would be a potential problem with him getting back to America, yep. right? Like, so I, I wonder, that's what I was wondering about the other day. I wonder if he's, because there was, was mentioned, I think Mike Singer mentioned it in an article um, on the Denver Post about, you know, a couple of guys coming back uh, to... Uh, to the facility and we're working out. I think they said they had three players. The only one that was named was my guy, of course, Vlatko Chanchar already right. getting in the reps. <laughs> but um, but but really, when you think about it, it's like, well, Vlatko probably couldn't really go home, and he, I guarantee you that guy doesn't have a gym to go work out at because he probably just lives <laughs> in, like, an apartment in Denver right now, you know? like So, 
Um, Look at that. I mean, Paul Millsap owns a gym, so Paul's going to be right. okay. So, like, Paul, like, yeah, Paul's like one of those guys you're sure. Like, I'm sure he went back to Atlanta and yeah. has been, been, like, working there. But it's like, yeah, so, like, Jamal's shooting about, baskets like, under icy water in, in Canada. But I'm sure he's great. Is he? Can, because isn't there a, tra- is there a travel ban on from Canada right now as well? I don't know. Yeah, there, so there is. And I, ha- I have it on pretty good info that, that some of these guys, it's somebody like Jamal even, uh, hasn't really been touching a basketball a lot over these past few weeks. Yeah, and See, I, and that I would imagine be they're not. Like I said, but like I said, I, I expect a lot of guys haven't been able to. I mean, they got the warning now, so they're going to be like playing for a couple of weeks to get themselves back into enough shape to go to training camp, and then have an abbreviated training camp, and then play. You know, hopefully five or six meaningless games, but they might count those records. I expect them to. So. If they are, I expect the Nuggets could be in trouble, but so could a lot of teams. The problem is, is that, like you said, the Nuggets' schedule is set up for them to play only playoff teams. <laughs> you know, when they get back, whereas other teams get to play the Cavs, who definitely, if they were picking up basketballs at all, it was only to like throw it to their kids. Right. <laughs> like, Can you they imagine Kevin Love care. coming back? Can you imagine? Like, right? I, I can't imagine even what Kevin Love has been doing over these past few weeks. He's probably or past few months he's probably been in almost bliss like at this point just just being away from it's called weed my friend colin sexton and darius carlin (laughs) okay Uh, okay it's like the entire the entire bulls roster is like man i haven't had to deal with jim boylan for two months this has been great yeah you want me to come where yeah (laughs) Yeah, i don't that's not gonna work for me honestly it's the only reason that jim boylan's still employed is because they might bring the season back right yeah exactly and then they're like well we gotta wait till this yeah, I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see how these guys come back um, because I, I, I yeah I, I doesn't surprise me that that's what you're hearing right I mean I can't imagine most days because like not everybody's like Paul Millsap too where they're most guys in the Nuggets are not like Paul Millsap where they've had a full long career and made a bunch of money in the NBA so they can afford to build uh, a complex and, and all that stuff and have had the time <laughs> to do it like Jokic and Murray well Murray actually really hasn't even got paid yet Murray hasn't got his to. money yet yeah. yeah. Like, Jokic got paid, but he's got no time to build these things. Like, he had to get right back to playing basketball. So, like, that's the thing is, like, I mean, most of these guys probably live in, like, condos and downtown apartments and stuff like that. It's not like they just have, like, a gym in the basement they can go play in, you know? Like, and every gym in town uh, is shut down. Every basketball court in town has been shut down. Like, unless they want to dribble around their apartment, like, what were they going to do? Well, Wilson Chandler wasn't even allowed to do that. Like, they basically came up and complained about Wilson like, to his face at <laughs> the beginning so of the shutdown. <laughs> and so Chandler, like, decided he's going to go back to his real home and not stay in New York. Like, that was the thing. That's right. funny. I, I didn't hear that. That's that's hilarious. Uh, so, yeah. Like, it, it's it, like those are some problems. So, I think for everyone it's legit, which I would lean me towards your theory there, Ryan, that maybe they don't count those five games. That maybe you just stop it where it is, and you're going to play all the games so that we broadcast them. <clears throat> but it it doesn't matter for playoff seating. I really do think like those ratings they would be pretty good. Like no matter whether they counted or not, like the everybody just oh no people going to want to watch sports. it, man. Like, like I'm not going to lie, they would, they would do it, and especially if they're if they're playing in an in Orlando basketball court on Disney World or somewhere around there where they just literally built the thing. People want to know. People want to see what's going on. So. I, I, I don't really worry about that as much. And I, I, I hope that the NBA isn't worrying about counting those games because it's going to be scuffed. It's going to be, it's going to be really weird. Um, 
Okay. The whole thing's gonna be weird, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, this this. I mean, we're we're in deep water here. I mean, we're completely yeah. weird shit. So we're talking about finishing the season at Disney World. It's gonna be weird. <laughs> it's gonna be weird. Uh, okay. Next one. This is a Twitter question that we got. Is Jamal Murray going to play like beginning of the year Jamal or postseason Jamal? I mean, anybody's guess is as good as I, mine on this one. Like, I have no idea because, yeah, Jamal has typically started off slow, but I've never understood why he started off slow, like, to begin with. So, right. I, I can't explain it. Right. It's not, it's not like he's coming in 30 pounds overweight. Yeah. Like, no, definitely not. Yeah. You know, come on. So, it, it's, it's not a work ethic problem. It's, it's a not mental that he took thing. the summer off and didn't care. You know? Uh, I don't know why he starts slow, but yeah, I don't. I don't know what to expect from Jamal. I don't know what to expect from anybody. Right. I, so like, I would we're expect, at this point now. I would say I'd expect Jamal his, to be in shape, but other than that, yeah. his numbers through uh, fifteen or uh, that's seventeen games. Uh, let's see, his numbers through fifteen games were eighteen point nine points, five point zero assists, four point seven rebounds, forty three percent from the field, thirty six percent from three. 88 percent for the that's line. That's about what so he normally does. He's he was pretty good at the beginning of this year. I actually I was yeah. I was pretty impressed with the way he started the season this year, and he had a lot of big performances. He had a lot of very important moments, and one of those being right. the Philly game where where Jokic hit that big shot. It's actually Jamal who kept the minute for pretty much that entire time. So yep, yeah, he he was on fire. Like I don't um, I don't know what to expect, man. Like they, they're so young. Like that's really the thing. If you wanted to have a team. Do you want them to be and they're they're going to be quarantined or bubbled or however the NBA is going to do it? Do you want a young team that doesn't have families and is just like, sure, lock me up for a month, and let me play basketball? Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, some of those guys would be okay. Or, or do you want a team that's a veteran team that's like, yeah, I know how to go about my business. I've gotten ready for every season in my life. This is like getting ready for a second season. I'm good. Right. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Tough to say. Uh, I, I would, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I, I have a question that's more or less along those lines. But next question I have for both of you, is the rotation the same? Does Michael Malone keep the same group of guys that he had going into it, or does he make any changes? I think he's going to keep the same group because I think he's going to try and find as much continuity, as much – he's going to – anything that he can keep the same – uh, when everything is different, I think he's gonna he's gonna do that. Right. So the rotation, the minutes, like, and I and I actually and I would agree with that call. Like, I would say this, do the same thing. If you're gonna be doing all this stuff that's crazy different, at least guys know wants to get on the court and they're playing the game. They know what to expect. So like, I would I would expect him to keep it the same. There may be some altered minutes. Like, I expect Michael Porter Jr. to get more minutes. Um, that he was getting for the last couple of games before they quit. You know what I mean? Like, right. but I expect the rotation to be the, what he said the rotation was. Like, they narrowed the rotation down in, like, the week or two before the coronavirus canceled everything. And so I expect them to keep that rotation of guys and that everybody else is just a benchy who's there in case of injury, which might well happen because you're coming back from corona and no one's been doing anything but eating Cheetos on the couch. And now you're supposed to go play a full NBA game. Yeah, the thing about the Nuggets at this point is that their rotation is pretty much, or, or at least the guys that are supposed to be in their rotation now, are pretty well-defined. You have Murray, yes. Harris, Barton, Millsap, Jokic as the starting lineup. 
Grant was operating as the sixth man, somebody who was coming in, being the versatile four-man in place of Millsap. I don't think that changes. I don't think they switched that at this point. Though they could. That's probably the one thing that I would guess they they could do. Uh, You have Monte Morris as the backup point guard. That's not changing. And then you have Mason Plumlee as the backup center. That's not changing. The only real question is who the backup wings are and whether it's Torrey Craig, whether it's Michael Porter Jr. getting most of those minutes, whether MPJ is even playing at all and they just, they I just kind of rotate. I think they'll just flip yeah. him. I, I think they'll just, when he wants a defensive guy out there for a quarter, it's going to be Torrey. When he wants a shooter, it'll be Michael. And I don't think I'm going to get as much MPJ as I want. And I'm okay with that. Like, that's... The time to make that happen was over the last, you know, 15, 18 games of the season, and the Nuggets aren't going to get it. Right. Yeah. Um, so you go with what you know. And he knows Torrey Craig. He, and Torrey was good in the playoffs last year, man. Like, he, he could play in the playoffs. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah he proved he that he was defense. a playoff he shot player. 40% from three, he did fine. Yeah. And I'd, I'd be pretty confident going into, the rota- going into the playoffs with that rotation. It just involves everybody filling their role and doing their part and playing up to the pen- potential that you think they can. Uh, Denver obviously has some holes in that rotation, none bigger than the fact that they are still playing Gary Harris and Will Barton as kind of smaller wings in a conference yeah. where you kind of need bigger wings in order to advance. So that's going to be prevalent. And really, the guy who might, if they moved somebody to the bench, I could see them moving Gary. The way that they had to like move Will Barton when he right. was struggling yeah. in the playoffs last year from the injury. Yeah. You know, I, I could see them doing that with Gary Harris if he's not making shots again. Yeah, but he's not unhealthy, a... so he should make shots. And what's fascinating thing about Gary is he was making shots right before. The right before. I know. I know. But the question is how long you wait for it to come back if it's not there right. when you restart. Yep. Yeah, and I don't think Gary's defense on, on bench players is going to be great. And he'll find easier scoring looks. The question is, would, they, would he put Torrey Craig in, in, in his place or would, would it be Michael Porter Jr.? And I, I, think it was, it was I was just going to ask that question. Like It is <laughs> yep. it is a fascinating one, I think. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys think, Gordon? No, I think it'd be Tory. Like I, I want it to be MPJ. I want them right. to move Barton to the two, MPJ to the three, and play it up that way, and then have Gary come off the bench, you know, or you know, play tough point guards or whatever. Then Gary's your Swiss Army knife that you can use for whatever you need to use him for for a quarter or two. Right. Right. Yeah, because I mean, but, Tory Craig, Gary Harris, the Tory Craig and, and struggling Gary Harris is tomato tomato, right? I mean, it's yeah. Well, you can't play them together on the bench, man. That's right. that's the best. That's that's not helping yep, you. That's true. That's true. You wonder if if you move Gary Harris, if you were to move Gary Harris to the bench and put Michael Porter Jr. as your starter, like does Torrey Craig play at all? Like, or is he is he just the odd man out? Because you're right, it's going to be really hard to be bringing both those guys off the bench with Monty Morris and Mason Plumley and ugh. there's not going to be well, much shooting there. You could you could go small. You could you could play Murray and Morris and Harris and Craig and Grant. And just go really or, small. Or Millsap. Well, yeah. Or Millsap. Rockets. That could, it would, that would like be, for, that would for be a me, fun the, the bigger question is how they handle the Mason Plumlee situation. Because Mason got played off the court last year. Right. In the playoffs. It, it might just be a yeah, matchup thing. Yeah, he was thing. getting down to like eight minutes, you know, when it was all set. Yeah, he wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't getting minutes at all. They, that's why Jokic had to play everything. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, Jokic was pulling huge minutes in the playoffs. Yeah, and they weren't exactly playing like the most dominant centers in the world either. So, 
Nope. Um, it's it, when Enos Cantor is demolishing you, like that's <laughs> sort of a problem. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, for was, me, it's a matter tough. of how they how they make the fit with Plumley work as the backup center because otherwise, then yeah, then Michael Porter gets more time. You're going to have to push Grant and or Millsap to the small ball five. Like you know, you do other stuff. But that's you. You don't do that out of the gate. You can't do that out of the gate. That's what you do in response to what your plan A failing. You you have to. You had sixty yeah. games of Mason Plumley. You can't be like in the last five games. Right. How do I feel about moving around three pieces of my offense? Right, especially when we haven't practiced for two months. Exactly. I do think that that is the counter. Go with what though, you know. That it's 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 to go with Grant or Millsap at the five, Porter at the four. Tory Craig at the three, even, and then you can you can just figure out the guards from there. Uh, there are ways that they can do it. There are ways that they can make it work. Uh, and some of Denver's best minutes this year were with Grant and Porter out there as the two bigs. So, yep. I wonder if there is a way for them to make that work that doesn't completely change things. Um, but hey, when in doubt, go five out is a is a pretty good way to go. Um, that was a uh, that was cool. Uh, <laughs> okay. Slide that right in there. Uh, MPJ was he was dealing with a sprained ankle um, out of out of January. That's why he missed all of those games going into the All Star break. And when he came back, the at least the narrative was that he wasn't all the way back athletically. That the ankle injury was a little bit worse than than he would have let on than than that the team let on. So. Is is he all the way back? Recovered from that ankle sprain? Is is can can that just be chucked in the rearview mirror two months out? I would think so. I mean, otherwise it'd be a really bad ankle <laughs> sprain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that would be a um, Will Barton esque like um, groin problem then instead of an ankle sprain. Right. Like yeah. if it's been two months and you still you still aren't good, then that's a bigger problem. I'd, I'd be very worried if that was the case. But and what, what that says to me is that hey, if 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 you're in that situation before that, before that ankle sprain, he was playing 20 minutes a game at least, uh, playing yep. really well, doing a lot of important things for a playoff team. So I wonder if he can get back to that level and contribute to a team that desperately needs him at, th- at this stage. So we'll we'll see. Right. There's yeah, nothing and- to do but like play it. Well, they're going to have to play it by ear, and Malone's going to have to figure out whether he wants to go with his trust guy or with the rook. You know, right. and uh, based on you know which history, way he's going to go with the trust guy. <laughs> you know which way he's going. <laughs> All right. Let's take another break. When we come back, we will wrap up some of these questions, uh, talking about some of the altitude versus sea level questions and, and get into some championship discussion. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Denver Stiffs show. Ryan Blackburn here, joined, of course, by Zach Mikosh, Gordon Gross. Last few questions before we head on out. Uh, got a really interesting question here about playing at sea level and how the Nuggets would handle that uh, versus playing their home games at altitude where they have a perceived massive advantage that hasn't really manifested in the playoffs, I'll say. So I'll ask, do you guys think that playing at sea level is going to be a big problem for a Nuggets team that has their home games at altitude? No. Nope. 
Yes. They, they play one of the slowest places in the league, man. They're not out there running guys all over the court. Right. These are not the George Carl Nuggets. Like, they, yeah. Yeah. Not... That's, a, that's a holdover from like 2013. Right. Like the yeah. way that they win their home court games is because people win games at home. Like that's a thing. Like they've been good on the road this year because they they've been playing at slow paces. They they know what they're doing. They have a plus five hundred record on the road. All you can ask, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, and, I, I and don't the, expect playing at Seaview Hill is going to be a problem at all. A lot of their playoff losses, or a lot of their road losses, I think, could be justified by energy losses and the fact that hey, you're playing a sub five hundred team, or it's a schedule loss. There were lots of losses that that Denver had, especially like even against the good teams, like. Coming out against against Oklahoma City on the road after the All Star break, understandable loss. Um, losing to the Dallas Mavericks on the road when you're in the middle of this coronavirus pandemic, it was that night, that fateful March 11th game. It's understandable that the players probably weren't that focused about playing the game of basketball that day. Um, and then there were some other ones where they're playing sub 500 teams, and the the energy was just super low at an arena that was pretty dead. So basically chalk that up as like an, an energy loss as opposed to a, a focus loss where they were actually trying and, and couldn't get it done. I really do think that, hey, if they get into a playoff situation, this this is different than anything that they've ever dealt with before, but it's the same thing for everybody. The same conditions apply to everybody who would be in Orlando. Right. And again, if there's no fans, there's no there's no disadvantage to going to yeah, somebody else's no, arena. Yeah, there's no like momentum. There's no you're not traveling because you're all in the same spot yeah. the whole time. Yeah, like, there's yeah, no it's... travel. There's no air problems. There's no getting in at three a.m. There's no crowd, you know, noise. There's no nothing. It's just me, you, in an arena. Who plays better as a scrimmage? Will there be a pizza? I hope. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Did, did nobody, <laughs> come on, man. This is. I was trying to tie it back into the last dance of the Michael Jordan with the pizza and the food poisoning. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, whatever. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. It was completely lost. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I I haven't watched the last couple of episodes, so it's uh, for for shame, Ryan, for shame for not for not wanting to suck up to Michael Jordan's like massive ego. Like that is what it is, but um. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I just don't see the Nuggets themselves having those issues that other teams aren't having or that it would affect them in any discernible way. It should affect them any, any more than it team. affects someone else. Yeah. Right. It might actually affect them less just because like they're they've they've dealt with dead crowds on the road before. They know how that feels <laughs> and they know that they need to have certain intensity in order to, to <laughs> they dealt with it at home too a couple years ago. Let me ago. ask you this. Do the magic get an unfair advantage? They're currently the eighth seed in the East and they're most likely going to be the eight seed or higher in the East. Well, they can not sleep at home. Or... That's nice. Yeah, right? Like, Do they? Well, well do they? Because like, they, yeah, they probably don't because they're going to yeah. bubble them. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, but I, guess I, I, be... don't, I don't think so. It's just the fact that, hey, they're they're 45 minutes closer or 30 minutes closer to everybody that's that's around them and in their family than than other people are, whether they're hours or, or time zone changes away from – Will the Orlando that, nightlife but... affect the playoffs? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think, think we could cross that one off the list for sure. Um, um, but let me Epcot let me ask you guys: Center this. is a wild place, guys. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the wild parties are lit. <laughs> uh, are there teams that benefit more or less? from these particular conditions or or from the fact that even the, the season is starting back up again. 
which team is going to be the best prepared, which team has had the the most in, the most impact positively for winning in these playoffs. I don't know if it's necessarily that they've, they've been impacted the most positively for winning, but the team that wins the most by this is, is definitely the Lakers, right? Because like, if yep. it was this or canceling the season and losing a year of LeBron James's career where he's got you in position to make a finals run, like they're definitely the big winners um, of the season coming back in any form. Well, and this is the win one for Kobe year, man. So right. we're going to have to hear that shit all playoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah win one for Kobe, ah. yeah. Not Otherwise, a, not, okay. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I can tell you, I tell you, the Utah Jazz certainly seem to be the most disadvantaged by all of this stuff that's right. Been going on. Yeah, if they haven't fixed their locker room problems, then they might be in deep trouble. And now they don't have Boyan e- either, so it's like he, like it's crazy. Like he just decides, okay, I'm going to get surgery, and then yep, uh, and then they're like, well, we might be yep. starting back up. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't, I, I guess because we don't, we don't know, like we theorize, well, maybe a younger team will be better because they're more like Gordon was saying, more apt to just pick up their life and, and go live in a bubble for a couple months. But maybe an older team is more just, you know, veteran, the veteran savvy and is just prepared to deal with change and overcome hardships better because they have more life experience. Like it, right. I could argue it both ways, you know, so it's, it's, I, what I, I, I don't know. What I would think would be that maybe a team like the Clippers that has guys that were trying to load manage, you know, had guys that you might have thought might have been injury concerns coming back from injury. Like an older team, you would think that had time to to rest for two months before the end of the season. That so would be a useful for them. Brooklyn is in the seventh seed. Like, right. Does Durant play? Like, right. Does Durant come back this year? That that would be. I, they I would think, certainly benefit big time then. The answer, the answer there, I think, I think it's been stated that no, Durant would not come back. But I don't know if that's definitive. I don't know if that's that's a that's a firm report. The team that I had thought would benefit the most was Houston. Uh, they could kind of meet the, that criteria of a, of a veteran team relying on a couple of guys really heavily. PJ Tucker, his knees are probably very thankful that he doesn't have right. to be banging with Jokic for like at least another couple of months from now. Like that, that to me seems like a team that that really benefited as a veteran squad that was just just heavily reliant on a, basically a seven man rotation. And I don't know, I don't know if it there's, depends. If that's it depends if there was if this reduces the amount of time for people to get used to their small ball, their perma small ball right. thing that they're doing now. Yeah, like, I mean, it, there's less film on it, right? So. There's less film. Is what I'm saying. Like you don't, you haven't gotten the chance to see other people counter it. Right. Um, which was going to be the 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 advantage to playing another 15 games would have been, okay, how many guys are going to be able to figure out Houston and what can we use as a template when we get to the playoffs against them? And whatever first-round opponent they have isn't going to have that extra film now. So that's an advantage. Well, the first-round opponent that they would have is the Denver Nuggets. And the Weird, Nuggets right? are currently in the three-seat. Houston is in the six-seat, or, or it's technically stated on ESPN.com that they are – in the sixth seed, they're forty and twenty-four, tied with the OKC Thunder, but I think the Thunder have the tiebreaker after a couple of wins over them. So, if that's the case, if they're if they're in that position and the Nuggets are playing a team that could potentially be benefiting a lot from just being able to rest during this coronavirus pandemic, uh, what percentage chance do you guys give that the Nuggets move past the Rockets in a playoff series? 
I have him. I mean, I'd probably have it at like seventy five percent. I I agree with like that. All that giving like you know could give Houston an advantage, but there's probably not a worse matchup for them. I think at least I'm theorizing because we haven't seen. But I I would think there's not a a, a worse matchup they could face in the first round. They lost the Clint Capella, man, and they they gained no one who can play Jokic. Right. So, like, I'm very very curious. It's going to be a weird matchup, but it it advantages Denver in some ways. Um, it makes the the difference in wing size less of an issue. Yep. It makes the issue at you know you have a definite advantage at center. You know they don't have anybody who's going to score on you that way. And then it's a matter of can you shut down Harden and or Westbrook every night? Right. I don't know. But now you have like a fully healthy roster, which Denver was limping, man. You know with Plumlee and Millsap and. You know, Jamal was dinged up, and MPJ was hurt, and, you know, if they were trying to press back through injuries too quick, now they don't have that problem. So it's going to be a fully healthy Nuggets squad seeing the Rockets. And at that point, you can make your matchups. You know, you can see what works. Yeah. I'd probably go 65-35 or 70-30 for a Nuggets win. Yeah, about that. I'm thinking 70-30. And I also think that an interesting dynamic there, we just talked about this, that, hey, Mason Plumlee may not play a lot in that series, and Michael Porter Jr. actually yep. feels like a really important matchup against a team yep. like the Rockets, who, I mean, who are they going to defend MPJ with? It's, it's probably Robert Covington. Uh, but then yes. you've got P.J. Tucker and Nikola Jokic. Who else is going to guard Jeremy Grant or, I guess, James yep. Harden? But, like, like it's, it's, a, it's a tough matchup. The Nuggets are a tough matchup team for the Rockets for that reason. And yes. If you just if stick, they play the, MP- if they play the guys we would expect them to play, yeah. Not to mention, if you just stick MPJ on PJ Tucker in the corner, then that makes the reads a lot a lot easier for somebody like him. He just sits in the passing yep. lane, and, yep. and that can absolutely that, you can you can you can find ways for him to sit it out against yeah. against the Rockets and not have to be a prime defender. You can manage to get him extra minutes. I mean the 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 key to beating Houston or what it, what it will come down to is how well will you handle the switch on the perimeter when you because yep. inevitably that's what Houston's gonna do they're gonna try that's and get Jokic switched on the Harden every single time and that's yep. and that's the way they're gonna run it. or onto Russ one of the two like so how do you deal with that how do you overcome that and and we've seen and how do you make sure Jokic doesn't get in foul trouble right yeah. th- exactly because that's the only way they can defend him is by getting him off the court and we've seen yep. the Nuggets execute some very successful defensive game plans against against Houston so you right know, but I mean, not since the change of, of not, roster right. that's my problem right the Nuggets because they played Houston all their games early they don't get a shot at Houston they weren't going to anyway like they were never going to see this team in the regular season again right. And so they are going to have to figure this out. All of their game film and all of their study is basically useless for the kind of team that the Nugget, that the Rockets are now. So you're just going to have to make it work. I wonder though, it's does it give them somewhat? Does it give them somewhat? Do the Nuggets still have an advantage just because they've had two months to think about it now to like yep. try and figure it out? You know, like uh, you yeah, have you to have you have film, to guess but... that. Uh, there's no, come on, you know Malone wasn't not breaking down right. film for two months. Oh yeah, I mean they'll have Malone was sitting up at eleven o'clock at no night doubt. breaking down Rockets film. Like, what do I need to do to stop them just in case right. we play them? Yep, no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I've been I've been playing around with rotations myself, so I, I can't just just yeah. skip that all on Malone. Like he he's he's not the only one who's really fantasizing on on matchups like that. Uh, 
But it's yeah. So, I mean, it's I would so love to, I would love to say that Malone was taking the time off to like hug his kids and hang out with his wife and eat dinner at five and relax on the veranda. But <laughs> that shit was not happening. He's been he's been yeah. trying like, to get those uh, he's trying to get those Rogaine uh, endorsements going. That's oh, absolutely. He's, he's he turned into Santa Claus somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on that note, are are you guys uh, are you guys excited to start talking about basketball again? I am. I guess I'm gonna. I'm excited to have yeah to stop like being like all right. What kind of puff pieces? We might even be able to like do a pickaxe podcast again because uh, we'll actually. Right? Have I, don't, I don't care about events. talking about it. I want to watch it. Forget yeah. talking about it. Bring me back some basketball to watch. Like, do, uh, am I unhappy that the Nuggets are going to restart their season and get to get to the playoffs? No. I wanted them to have another playoff experience before they really start the MPJ Murray Jokic era. Right. Like, you know, yes, go get that experience right now. Go feel what that's like, even if it's not a a real pressure packed, crazy stadium experience. Like, go go play those guys when it matters. Yeah. Go have some real games. It's it'll it'll be a lot of fun. I'm 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 super. Super, super pumped up for it. It's gonna be. Right? That, was, that was three supers right there. That's that's how pumped I am. You know, super. Uh, can the Nuggets win a championship in these conditions, or is or is that not really what they're playing for at this point? I think they could definitely win a championship. Well, can they, they? Yeah, they absolutely. Be, they absolutely should be playing for it. Like um, asterisk or no asterisk, we'll take we'll take a championship anyway. We can get one. Um, yeah, I love the guy this. online who said that if um, I think it was Sam Svendiari from. Uh, the bay yeah <laughs> but he was like look is it gonna be an asterisk series he's like well i mean if the lakers win it no if denver wins it yeah right like i'll take it that's okay uh, yep i'll take my coronavirus yeah. trophy and my coronavirus banner right yeah bring it all if, up uh, if if lebron Kawhi, or paul george or Luka Doncic or James Harden or Giannis or Joel Embiid, if none of those guys could stop Nikola Jokic and company from winning a championship in these conditions, then that's on them. That's on them for not being able to deal with the same stuff, for not being able to gut it out, for not being able to come back in shape when the when the doughy puff boy himself was able to come back and dominate and kick their asses. Like that would be the glorious time to trash talk. So I'm I am so I would looking love it. forward I would, to yeah. it. Yeah. Fire it up. Oh, let's go. That'll be our that'll be our clip for this for this podcast for sure. Uh, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Denver Stiff Show. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, Zach, Gordon, hope you guys continue to do well during this pandemic and Hopefully we can talk about basketball for real quite soon. That's a hope, man. Going to be good. I will talk to you guys next week.